0: It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirchner. (music) Defendant Donald Trump has traveled to New York for yet another deposition. But this time it wasn't for his criminal case. It was for his civil fraud case. Here's Glenn.
1: So defendant Donald Trump is back in New York to sit for a second deposition, to once again be placed under oath and asked questions about his corrupt and fraudulent Trump Organization business practices. Those questions are being posed by New York Attorney General Letitia James' trial team. Here is the reporting from the New York Times headline, Trump Faces Questioning in New York Attorney General's Lawsuit. Letitia James, the Attorney General, has sued Donald Trump and three of his adult children accusing them of a staggering fraud. And the New York Times article begins, Donald J. Trump was being questioned under oath on Thursday in a civil fraud lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, the latest in a series of legal predicaments entangling the former president, who also faces a separate 34-count criminal indictment unsealed last week. Predicaments, that's one word for it. Ms. James' civil suit, which was filed in September and is expected to go to trial later this year, accuses Mr. Trump, his family business, and three of his adult children of a staggering fraud for overvaluing the former president's assets by billions of dollars. The lawsuit seeks 250 million dollars, aka quarter of a billion, that it contends they reaped through those deceptions made in Mr. Trump's annual financial statements and asks a judge to essentially run him out of business in the state if he is found liable at trial. Miss James' office is questioning Mr. Trump as part of the discovery phase of the case in preparation for the trial. This is the second time that lawyers for Miss James have questioned Mr. Trump under oath. He also sat for a deposition in the summer of 2022, shortly before the Attorney General filed her lawsuit. During that deposition, Mr. Trump lashed out at Miss James, a Democrat, accusing her of being motivated by politics, and then invoking his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination hundreds of times over the course of four hours. And more specifically, regarding Donald Trump pleading the fifth last time he sat for a deposition in the case brought against him and his children by New York Attorney General Tish James, here was the reporting by NBC News at the time. Trump invokes the Fifth Amendment nearly 450 times in New York Attorney General's civil probe of his business practices. Back to the New York Times reporting. Depositions are held in private, so the specific of Trump's testimony will not be immediately known, but Mr. Trump was not planning to assert his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination people familiar with his thinking said. People familiar with Donald Trump's thinking. On Thursday, Alina Haba, one of his lawyers, issued a statement strongly suggesting that he would answer questions. Quote, President Trump is not only willing, but also eager to testify before the Attorney General today. The statement said, he remains resolute in his stance that he has nothing to conceal and he looks forward to educating the Attorney General about the immense success of his multi-billion dollar company close quote. How very Trumpian demeaning, condescending, disrespectful. Defendant Trump is looking forward to educating New York Attorney General Letitia James i'll tell you what on the who will educate whom front my money is riding on attorney general james so friends based on this reporting let's take on two questions first question what are the implications of donald trump pleading the fifth in this deposition versus actually answering questions substantively well i'm pleased to report that for donald trump it's a lose-lose proposition. Of course, losing is kind of Donald Trump's strong suit, right, it's kind of his thing. So, in the setting of a civil case, like this deposition in New York, if you plead the fifth, that can be held against you. In the civil case, the jury will actually be instructed that during the deposition, Donald Trump pled the fifth 450, What does that mean? It means that if you were to answer those questions truthfully, the answers would have hurt his case in the civil fraud matter. So basically, a civil jury can hold it against you if you plead the fifth. So Donald Trump is already sunk whether he decides to testify this second time in a deposition or not, because those 450 invocations of his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination will be used against him in the civil case. However, in a criminal case like New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg's prosecution of Donald Trump, your invocation of your Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination can never be used against you. But here's the thing, if Donald Trump chooses to testify this time as his attorney promised he would because, you know, he wants to educate Attorney General James, if he testifies every single word of that testimony will be provided to New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg and every single word of it can be used against him in the criminal case. So Donald Trump and his lawyer might be full of bluff and bluster right now but at the end of the day they may just go ahead and have him plead the fifth to try to prevent doing further damage to Donald Trump in his criminal case. We'll see. Let's take on one more question. This civil fraud trial, seeking a quarter of a billion dollars and, you know, seeking to run Donald Trump out of New York on a rail, preventing him from doing business in New York in the future, it's set for trial on October 2nd of this year. Will it go to trial or will it get continued? Well, I think the presiding judge, Judge Arthur Engeron, has um, given us some insight into the answer to that question. This from the Business Insider, Trump's New York fraud trial starts on time, come hell or high water, judge warns warring lawyers at hearing. New York's $250 million fraud lawsuit against Donald Trump, his family, and his company will go to trial this October as scheduled, a judge warned at a court hearing on Wednesday. As lawyers for both sides continued warring over a seemingly basic definition, what is the Trump organization? This quote from the judge, quote, I am determined to start this case on time, the judge, State Supreme Court Justice Arthur Engoron told 15 lawyers and legal support staff in a Manhattan courtroom, quote, come hell or high water, and pardon my French, close quote, the judge added of his set in stone trial start time, 10 a.m. on Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I didn't know hell or high water was French. But it seems... Pretty clear that Judge Engeron is determined that Donald Trump will go to trial in his civil fraud lawsuit beginning in October. So it looks like that may very well be the first trial to kick off against Donald Trump. It will begin well before the trial in his prosecution in New York for, you know, 32 felony counts on which he's been indicted. And it will likely be before we see the possibility of any trial in Georgia, though it looks like indictments are coming, or federally, though it looks like indictments are coming. But it will be nice to see, you know, justice creeping forward against Donald Trump, even if only in this civil fraud trial. And then I suspect we will spend the next two, three, four years, focusing on what the history books may record as the Trump trials because justice
0: matters coming up next Glenn talks about even more criminal investigations for Donald J. Trump this is Justice Matters Beowulf here with Justice Matters, and I am loving the warmer weather and the sunnier skies. It makes you want to get out and move and get healthy. And you can help yourself get healthy and meet your wellness goals with no prep, no mess meals from FactorMeals.com. There's a whole menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat in a well-balanced way. What's my favorite? I love the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken with spicy cilantro cauliflower rice. So flavorful and healthy too. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com/glen50 and use code GLEN50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's Glen fifty at factormeals.com slash G L E N five zero to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active. Factormeals.com slash glenn 50 Go there. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion It seems the DOJ is now looking into whether Donald Trump has committed other crimes while he was in office. Are there more possible indictments being added to the list? Here's
1: Glenn. So, friends, as we await additional indictments of Donald Trump, one thing seems pretty clear. Special Counsel Jack Smith is not only going after it hard, but he is not at all shy about expanding his criminal investigation into Donald Trump. Here's the new reporting from the Washington Post. Headline, Special Counsel Focuses on Trump Fundraising Off False Election Claims. And that article begins, Federal prosecutors probing the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol have, in recent weeks, sought a wide range of documents related to fundraising after the 2020 election Looking to determine if former President Donald Trump or his advisors scammed donors by using false claims about voter fraud to raise money, eight people familiar with the new inquiries said. Special Counsel Jack Smith's office has sent subpoenas in recent weeks to Trump advisors and former campaign aides, Republican operatives, and other consultants involved in the 2020 presidential campaign. They have also heard testimony from some of these figures in front of a Washington grand jury. The fundraising prong of the investigation is focused on money raised during the period between November 3rd, 2020 and the end of Trump's time in office on January 20, 2021, and prosecutors are said to be interested in whether anyone associated with the fundraising operation violated wire fraud laws which make it illegal to make false representations over email to swindle people out of money. The new subpoenas received since the beginning of March, which have not been previously reported, show the breadth of Smith's investigation, as Trump embarks on a campaign for re-election while assailing the special counsel investigation and facing charges of falsifying business records in New York and a separate criminal investigation in Georgia. Now, friends, I have to admit, I am of two minds regarding this news. News of what seems to be an ever-expanding criminal investigation of Donald Trump and his sizable gaggle of criminal associates. On the upside, no investigative stone should be left unturned. And, come on, What are the chances that Donald Trump scammed donors by using false claims about voter fraud to raise money? What are the chances Donald Trump made false representations over email to swindle people out of their cash? I mean, that's a crime that kind of proves itself when it comes to Donald Trump. And friends, the federal crime of wire fraud Ain't no small potatoes. It can be found at 18 United States Code, Section 1343, and the statute is titled Fraud by Wire, Radio, and Television. You can probably tell it's a 1950s-era statute. I mean, they might as well include fraud by Pony Express, Smoke Signals, and Carrier Pigeons. Come on, Congress. Would it kill you to update the federal code once every half a century. Here's how the wire fraud statute reads, whoever having devised or intending to devise any scheme or artifice to defraud or for obtaining money or property by means of false or fraudulent pretenses, representations or promises, transmits or causes to be transmitted by means of wire, radio, or television, communication, in interstate or foreign commerce, any writings, signs, signals, pictures, or sounds for the purpose of executing such scheme or artifice shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. So friends, translating that legal mumbo jumbo to English, If you send emails with false information about rigged elections in order to dupe people out of their money, you have committed the 20-year federal offense of wire fraud. Like I say, no small potatoes. So, again, on the upside, this looks like a, a readily provable charge against Donald Trump. But here's what I see as the downside. We have seen federal investigation after federal investigation after federal investigation, and I could go on for quite some time. But what we haven't seen is a single solitary federal indictment of Donald Trump or any of his criminal associates. At some point, it feels like too much investigating and not enough indicting and arresting and trying and convicting and sentencing Donald Trump for his crimes. At some point the Department of Justice must take that first overt law enforcement action of indicting Donald Trump for just one of his crimes. Because justice matters. Patience Me wearing thin, he said, for his own benefit as much as anybody else's. But I still believe we're going to get there, friends. So we need to hang in there, together. And as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn
0: Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.